Cantonese Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week our main stories are about the rapid spread of coronavirus around the world and the rioting that has been happening in Delhi in India. We also talk about Greta Thunberg's visit to England and her meeting with Malala Yousafzai, World Book Day, why we have leap years and Zara and I review the book A Star Outside My Window by Anjali Ralph. Hi, it's Rose here. This week, all the major news headlines have been focused on the rapid spread of the coronavirus, now known as COVID-19, around the world. When Zara and I last reported on COVID-19 two weeks ago, China was reporting a fall in new cases and it felt like the spread of the virus was being controlled. Since then, however, increasing numbers of cases in other countries, including Japan, Italy, Iran and South Korea, have led to growing concern. More than 50 countries have now reported cases of coronavirus and more than 85,000 cases have been confirmed globally. The vast majority of them in China, where around 80,000 people have been infected and around 3,000 have died. Infections have been reported on every continent of the world except for Antarctica. This week the World Health Organization increased their assessment of the risk of spread of COVID-19 to very high but also said there was still a chance of containing the virus if its chain of transmission was broken. The WHO head Dr. Tedros Adnaham Ghebreyesus also stressed that fear and misinformation were the biggest challenges to overcome. Many travel restrictions remain in place as countries try to stop the spread of the virus by preventing people from traveling to regions where it is known to be infecting people. Several large-scale events and conferences have also been cancelled and in the worst affected regions, schools have been closed and towns and cities are in lockdown with residents unable to leave. In the UK, the government is expected to publish emergency legislation this week to help deal with the virus. What do you think, Zara? I think it's scary how quickly it all seems to be getting so much worse. After we thought a couple of weeks ago it was improving. Yes, I think it's getting very worse. Because all her activities have been cancelled at school, we have to give up loads of things. Did you know yesterday it was announced by the KHDA that camp was cancelled and that we couldn't have any competitions or trips and that external activities are not going to happen. So that means I'm not allowed to do netball. I'm really sad I have to give up some things like singing in the school choir. Now everyone in my school has hand sanitizer and they're always putting it on every single lesson. Hand sanitizer is good if you only put a little bit every now and then but you should mostly be using hot water and soap and you should only be using hand sanitizer if you want to top it up. The most effective thing is to wash your hands for as long as it takes to sing happy birthday twice. About 20 seconds. You need to just be careful. Everyone needs to look after themselves and stay safe. Well, on to some more worrying news about what has been happening in the Indian city of Delhi. Earlier this week, there were lots of riots in Delhi and 27 people were killed. 
there were also lots of reports that Muslim homes and shops being targeted by violent mobs. The clashes started on Sunday between protesters for and against a controversial citizenship law. This law makes illegal migrants who are Hindus, Sikhs, Buddhists and Christians from Afghanistan, Bangladesh and Pakistan eligible for citizenship but Muslims who fled from those countries were not eligible for citizenship. Many people have been upset about this law that discriminates on the basis of religion. One of the leaders of the governing BJP party asked Delhi police to clear the protest sites and warned of consequences if they could not do so. Later that day, clashes broke out and there have been many reports of all Muslims, whether protesting or not, being attacked. BBC News reported that there have been lots of photographs, videos and accounts on social media of Hindu mobs beating unarmed men, including journalists of groups of men with sticks, iron rods and stones wandering the streets and of Hindus and Muslims facing off. In addition to those killed, about 189 people have been injured and many are too scared to go back to their homes. The unrest all happened at a time when the Indian Prime Minister was hosting the US President Donald Trump and it had overshadowed the visit. There is a lot of police presence in Delhi, although some of the residents have said that the police have simply looked on whilst mobs have targeted Muslims in the city. Hi, it's Rose here again. Last week, two of the most influential young people of our time met each other in the UK when Greta Thunberg went to visit Malala Yousafzai at Oxford University, where she is studying. Greta was in the UK to join the school strike in Bristol on Friday and went to see Malala at Lady Margaret Hall, the college where she studies, to talk about their activism. Malala was just 17 when she became the youngest ever winner of the Nobel Peace Prize after she was shot in the head by the Taliban for advocating that all girls should be able to go to school. Meanwhile, Greta, who is also now 17 and has also been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize, has sparked a global climate movement with her hashtag Fridays for Future school strikes. After her meeting with Malala, Greta then travelled to Bristol where she spoke to a crowd of more than 15,000 people about climate change, urging world leaders to do more to preserve the planet for the future. Okay Zara, I have a question for you. Who would you rather meet, Greta or Malala? I don't really know that much about Malala and we've heard quite a lot about Greta, so I'd rather meet Greta. I would rather meet Malala to find out more about her. I really admire her for fighting for women's education. It's Zara here. Last week, all the schools in Dubai celebrated World Book Day. World Book Day was established by UNESCO and is celebrated in over 100 countries all over the world. In the UK, World Book Day is held annually on the first Thursday in March. Other countries celebrate World Book Day on the 23rd of April. This idea of celebrating books at the end of April originally came from booksellers in Catalonia, Spain in 1923. This is when a writer named Vicente Clavel Andres wanted to honour a fellow author who died on this date. 
It was also the anniversary of the death of William Shakespeare. Organisers in the UK moved it, however, to avoid clashes with Easter holidays. Either way, we celebrated it very early here in Dubai. On World Book Day, parents, teachers and children come together to celebrate reading. Children have the chance to dress up as a literary character on the day. In the UK, every child in full-time education is given a voucher to spend on books in an effort to promote reading. This year's theme in the UK is to share a million stories. People can sign up and record every time they share a story to be in with a chance of winning a prize for their school. From February the 27th to March the 29th, there will be a weekly prize draw and the chance to win a hundred pounds of national book token. What did you dress up as, Rose? I dressed up as Matilda Zara. So did my sister. I dressed up as Alexa, who is the narrator of the boy the battle class. Did you do any other activities at school, Rose, to mark World Book Day? Yes, I did. We did a big read where we got to swap around classrooms and groups. I really enjoyed it and it was lots of fun. I can't wait till next year. So another interesting thing that happened to me this week was learning about leap years. Because on Saturday we have the 29th of February and that only happens every four years because normally February finishes on the 28th of the month. The calendar that we use is based on there being 365 whole days in a year because the calendar can't work in part days. But it actually takes the Earth nearly 365 days and 6 hours to go all the way around the sun. So every 4 years, about an extra 24 hours added up. And one extra day is added to the year to keep the calendar in line with the sun and the solar year. However, in actual fact, the solar year is not exactly 365 and a quarter days. It's a little bit less than that at 365.242 days. So occasionally, leap years need to be skipped to keep the calendar on track. Did you know leap years in the Western calendar were first introduced over 2,000 years ago by the Roman general Julius Caesar? The Julian calendar, which was named after him, had only one rule. Any year evenly divisible by four would be a leap year. Then in the year 1582 AD, Pope Gregory XVIII created the Gregorian calendar and started using the term leap year and established February 29th as the official date to add to a leap year. He also figured out a special rule to know when a leap year should be skipped. It is a bit complicated but it was still interesting to learn about leap years. It would be super annoying though if you had a birthday on 29th of February, don't you think Zara? Then you'd only have a birthday every four years. I think I would hate that. My dad is very lucky because he was born on the 28th of February. Really? Gosh, that is lucky. Now, as it was the end of the month last week, Rose and I hosted our book club, as we always do, on the last Saturday of the month. As we loved on Charlie Braff's first book, The Boy of the Battle Class, so much, we decided to read a second book too. Now, I have to start with a word of caution. The book is about some very upsetting topics and if you do feel upset or worried after hearing about this book, please talk to an adult. The Star Outside My Window is a story told by a 10-year-old called Anaya who, following the disappearance of her mum, 
by herself and her five-year-old brother, Noah, living in the foster care in Oxford with a lady called Mrs. Iwujiku. Anaya and her brother find themselves far from their own home in London, living with the other foster children, Travis and Ben, under Mrs. Iwujiku's care, and also with a girl called Sophie, who has been adopted by a Mrs. Iwujiku. Anaya is not sure what happened to her mother, but the one thing that Anaya is absolutely sure about is that her mum is not gone forever because people with the brightest hearts never truly leave. They become stars. When a new star is spotted acting strangely in the sky, Anaya feels pretty sure that it is her mum's and she, along with Noah, Travis and Ben, set off on an adventure to make sure that the star is named after her mum. It's a very sad story because eventually Anaya does realise what has happened to her mum. She realises that her mum was killed by her dad who was a temperamental man. The story is narrated by Anaya herself and there are lots of clues throughout the book about what type of man Anaya and Noah's dad was. She tells us about things that flick her dad's switch, like if there's a mess or there was too much noise. She tells us about the game of hide and seek that her mum said that they were playing with her dad when they had to leave their home and stay in the hotel, which was not really a hotel. At the end of the story, Anaya understands exactly what happened to her mum. I think it is good that she understands after she succeeds in having the star named after her mum. Despite such a sad topic, I really enjoyed reading the book. It made me aware of things that I was never aware of before, like how some children do not have happy families. My favourite part was when Noah, Anaya, Travis and Ben went on their adventure to the Royal Observatory. What do you think of the book, Rose? I love the book. I would give it nine and three quarters out of ten. It lost a quarter because of the sadness. What was your favourite part, Rose? If I need to be honest, I didn't have a favourite part. I liked it all equally, except for the sad parts. Well, who is your favourite character? Hard to say. I liked Anaya, Noah and Travis and Ben. Because Anaya and Noah lost the same mum. And Travis and Ben, they have also lost their mums and dads. So I kind of feel sorry for them. Well, they're quite brave to go all the way to London, which is about 75.6 miles. Well, did you understand what the book was about? Yeah, I felt sad um, that the mother was killed by the father. And I understand it's domestic abuse or domestic violence to kill someone you know. It made me feel sad and a bit happy in a way that I now know this and know to be aware of it. What about you, Zara? Well, I haven't heard of domestic abuse because I guess that was the first story that I've read about domestic abuse. Anjali definitely has a talent for writing big serious stories and making them fun. Which book did you prefer, Rose? The Star Outside My Window or The Boy in the Back of the Class? The Star Outside My Window, Sarah, because she said it was harder to write. And having read both books, I think it's more descriptive, The Star Outside My Window. And it's more of an adventure than the first one. The Star Outside My Window was a really great book and I definitely recommend it. Me too. I really, really recommend the book. I'm looking forward to the next book that we will review and I'm looking forward to reading her third book. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.